Good morning and welcome back to another episode of Crunch Time Coffee Talk with your host, the one and only Elizabeth Luna. Hello and welcome back, you beautiful people. Today's episode is episode 9. Can you believe it? We made it to episode 9. Um, so we, before we get started and jump into our daily task of what we need to do to cover in this podcast, I want you to pause. Um, I want you to pause this podcast Go get your cup of coffee, stop by Starbucks, whatever it is, get yourself a cup of coffee, get yourself a cup of tea, a cup of milk, whatever your preference is, go get your drink, girl, so we can get started today. So, I will wait, go get that drink. And here's a message from our broadcasters. Ever wondered how to make a podcast? Yeah, I thought the same thing. I downloaded Anchor. It's free for everybody. Um, They have creation tools to allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds amazing. Um, They'll even help you spread your podcast throughout the platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, and you'll easily make money from the podcast with no minimum listenership. So, put the coffee down, download the Anchor app, or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, back to the show. All right, now that we got that taken care of, take a sip of your drink, um, and then let's get ready to start our affirmations, whether you're in your car driving, whether you're um, looking in the mirror, whatever it may be, let's get started for affirmations um, to set our day, to set our mood. So my affirmation for this week is, of course, I am enough, I am smart, I attract opportunity, I am worthy of good things. Um, And what do I always say? If you believe it, you will achieve it, and so therefore, you set yourself up for success. All right, so now that we got that taken care of, let's go ahead and get into the topic. All right, so today's topic that I chose to talk about is called, or by the title, I guess you could say our title is going to be our topic today, Um, and it's called Overwhelmingly Me, Um, and I will get into the daily quote right now, um, and then we'll get started into our discussion. So the daily quote for today is, it's perfectly okay to admit you're not okay. Um, and my interpretation for the quote is, you know, I want to come on here and tell everyone how life could be 100% perfect and you'd never feel like you're broken. But I'd be lying to you all. And my vow to you all was to be open and honest. So I agree with the quote that it's okay to not be okay and let me tell you why Um, because if we were always okay and always had our shit together as moms then we'd have no emotions towards anything plus life would be less fun 
it would be less fun that way. Am I right? I'm right. <laughs> um, so the reason I chose this topic today was because I wanted you guys to hear those days I couldn't get out of my funk and that I allowed my anxiety to win this battle. Um, because if you're anything like me, you are a constant fighter, um, but sometimes you get you get tired. Um, so I woke up this morning ready and happy and just just motivated as ever. Um, got my ideas rolling from Monday's podcast when I decided to apply for jobs again. Why did I set up myself for failure? I have no idea. Um, I know that I said in my prior video, fail forward. Well, today I decided to fail backwards. Um, why do you ask that I did that? Because, well, I'm human. So I overwhelmed myself with job applications. Then I produced this awesome motivational episode, which was Monday's podcast, um, when I was the least bit motivated. And as the day goes on, the sadness kicks in and then I feel overwhelmed. Um, and then my daughter was calling me all day, like 5,000 million times. Um, and then I became moody and sad that I just wanted to cry. Um, but my point is that sure, my hormones are partly to blame and the other half is just being overwhelmed. But today I felt so exhausted. Um, and I still did my daily chores and made meals for my family. And in no way am I complaining but I want you all, especially moms, to know you're not alone. Um, you're tired and you feel like you have the weight of the world on your shoulders. And sometimes you can't breathe. You can't breathe because you're so overwhelmed and you just want some help without having to ask. Just once you would like to be the one lounging on the couch relaxing, which you could be. But you get this mindset that things must always need to get done in order for the house to function then you'd get your rest but when we do rest we get this sense of guilt especially for us stay-at-home mamas or even working moms that's why we should or what's not we should um there's no reason for us to feel tired when all we've done was clean and watch the children and and or as a working mom all we did was go to work and come home take care of the kids so on and so forth um and in times like this i think back as to why i made this podcast um not only for you all to relate but for the fact that i am not just a wife and a mom but i am in fact a person um a person who from time to time gets overwhelmed by her daily life and sure it's not okay to feed into the sadness, but for one day every so often, it's okay to not be okay, mama. Um, we got to remember that, and myself included, that it's okay to cry a little and then dust ourselves off after. It's not showing our children a sign of weakness, but instead we're showing them nobody's perfect. Um, and that's okay. I still remember until this very day, all the time all the times that I'd be so overwhelmed because my husband was away for work and it'd be me my daughter and our and our brand new dog um, every day 24 7 um, and I'd remember all the times that I put my daughter to bed and just cry in the laundry room um, because sometimes we're not okay and that's very much okay um, and the reason why I would 
go into the laundry room and cry is because I always felt like I was alone, which in fact I was because my husband was gone. But I felt like this sense of of loneliness. Like, sure, my daughter was there. Sure, our dog was there. Um, I really didn't know much people in San Diego when we did live there. Um, but I got this sense of loneliness, and I didn't have any adults to communicate besides my mom. Um, and so, therefore, I just felt so overwhelmed because there was bills, there was cleaning, there was this, there was that. Um, and I didn't go out much because of my anxiety and it just felt like I just had no other choice but to feel overwhelmed like I had nobody to talk to um about the situation and it's okay for me to be able to let you guys all know this I mean um I struggle with this on a daily I still struggle with this on a daily of feeling overwhelmed and not taking a break um and I feel like by me talking about this in today's episode um, is to shine some light on those moms that feel overwhelmed but don't have anybody to talk to or feel overwhelmed and don't know how to go about on how to, you know, not feel overwhelmed. You know, not everybody can be motivated like I've repeated multiple times. Not everybody can be motivated. Um, so to find the positive out, positive out of this i want all the moms out there crying behind closed doors because they're overwhelmed by life you'll see better days trust me but always remember that the little eyes staring at you every day um they are in awe of how they got to be so lucky to have a mama like you um and this is my chance and I feel like this is my chance to finally um, speak out about the about anxiety in general, um, because my goal for this podcast is, like I said before, um, for those moms to relate, but also um, for those moms listening to be able to finally feel like someone understands them um, because I feel like when you have anxiety or you're going through this situation you feel like no one understands you um, so in turn you don't want to talk to anybody um, and then you hold it in and then you feel overwhelmed um, and then you are washed over with the mix of emotions and you just already too far deep in to come out um and i never i never had when my daughter was born um i never had postpartum depression um i've never had depression you know severely or or at all but but i've had anxiety i thought i was depressed um but turns out i just have really bad anxiety um and so when you are going through the situation and you're getting your waves of sadness or whatever episode that you're having, um, you feel like when you're going through it that nobody understands you, that you are alone in this situation. Um, and I have gone through this countless times because um, when I would speak when my husband would or when my husband tries to speak to me about this like what's going on why are you sad why do you feel alone um i cannot explain to him why i just tell him i feel sad i feel like crying um i feel overwhelmed i am giving up on just hope 
that I'll get a job, that I'll do this, um, because that's just that's just what mood that it puts you in um, and it's very hard to explain to people if you are not going through this and I feel like most of us moms are going through the same situation because we're oh if you're a stay-at-home mom you're always home you don't go out as often minus to take the kids to school um, and so you're home all day and you feel like the there's only four walls in your house and it's in, in closing on you um, and you just feel like you start to lose yourself which is what that is what I was going through what I'm still going through um, is this and and I know last week's episode um, I did have an episode and I was talking to you guys about how you can get out of it but I want to give you guys a realistic episode where I could not get out of it I could not um, I wrote this podcast idea in my bed um, in the dark and I felt like I wanted to cry um, just bawl my eyes out for no reason because I just I just lost hope um, and I want to talk to you guys about this and I want to have you guys relate and understand where I'm coming from so you guys know that I I know where you're coming from. Um, so when I fell into this anxiety about um, six years ago, um, it was tough. <laughs> um, but really, I fell into this anxiety when my daughter was born because I would talk to my mom when she was born and I told her that why am I so scared about everything? Why am I so scared about the world for my daughter? And she says, because I was so focused on myself it only being for myself having to worry about myself that when my daughter was born now I have this perfect human little being born that is dependent on me that relies on me to keep her alive to show her the way um, to make her successful to build her up for for awesome opportunities in her life it is solely on me and her father um, and so it was very overwhelming. <laughs> um, you know, when you become a parent, it's very overwhelming because you're like, how am I going to guide this child to success, to be someone great one day when I can't even do that for myself, you know? And and my, my husband's such an awesome role model and he knows what he wants in his life and he's sure of himself. Um, but for me, I lack it. And yeah, I know what I want for myself, but I lack in some areas that I hope that one day my daughter will see, not as a sign of weakness, but as a sign of strength. Um, and so when I fell into this anxiety um, after she was born because she was depending on me um, while my husband was away at work, um, I gained a lot of weight during pregnancy. And this was one... Um, huge factor on top of all the other ones that was really driving my anxiety. Um, and so the story that I want to tell you for this instance, um, throughout this podcast, I'm going to tell you a lot of stories so that way you guys can relate in some form or another and we can figure out together how we can move past this. Um, we're not going to cure ourselves, but we're going to work to live with this anxiety or live with this overwhelming feeling um, in our lives. So the first story I want to talk about is when I gained weight. Um, and so 
when I gained weight, well, for starters, let's start from the from the beginning. Um, before I had my daughter, I was a strong 140 pounds. Um, I my stomach was flat. I was still a little bit insecure about my weight, um, which now that I think about it, I don't know why. Um, but I was thin. I was fit. Um, you know, like any teenager. And then I got pregnant with my daughter. Um, once I got pregnant with my daughter, and no, I'm not condoning um, teen pregnancy. I was 20, 19, 20 when I got pregnant. So I was an adult living on my own when my daughter came along. Um, so when I got pregnant, um, I was worried about gaining weight. That was my big concern, was gaining all my weight. Um, and so all my family was like, you'll be fine. You need to gain weight for the baby. That's how the baby grows, so on and so forth. So as I gained weight, I, I started to crave a lot of bad food, a lot of junk food, um, and I did not resist it. I, in fact, ate it quite often. I even enjoyed salt. Salt was a big thing when I was pregnant. Um, so fast forward to the end of my pregnancy, I have gained um, about 60 pounds. So I was I started off at 140. By the time I had my daughter, I was 200 pounds. Um, and normally, when you give birth, you tend to lose baby weight because you're your child comes out so that's most of your pounds so I went back down to 175 um so I was about a solid 175 which was okay you know I just had a baby I had a c-section I could not work out right away to get rid of that um and so um I was trying to lose the 60 pounds uh, before my husband came back to look good and then I started back up on birth control which had me gain weight but then again after that, um, I started to fall into my anxiety stage where I just didn't really care anymore. Um, I was convincing myself that I was okay at the weight that um, I was sitting at, that I was fine. I was, you know, my husband wouldn't care, um, which side note, he does not care about any weight um, that I gain. So um, I stood at 175. And then fast forward, my husband comes home and my husband was having like overseas food a lot. So American food, um, he didn't have very much of it. So when he came back, he wanted to eat a lot of junk food and I in no way resisted it. I'm not blaming him. It's not his fault. Um, but we had a lot of junk food because I would rather eat out than cook. So... I ate a lot of junk food, um, a lot of junk food, and so therefore I went back up to 198. Um, and I'll never forget it because uh, we went to my husband's grandparents' house and I weighed myself on their scale and the scale said 198, almost 199. Um, and so there... I knew that I was unhappy with myself, um, that I was not okay in the weight that I was sitting at, um, and I wasn't there yet to where I wanted to do something about it. I was more in the side of, okay, I'm unhappy, I look gross, I'm such a big size, I'm this, I'm that. I started to criticize myself, and so therefore my worth became, you know, 
it started to slowly decline um, and as well as my self-confidence it started to decline um, and and like I said before I've never been a real confident person and adding weight on me oh that's even worse that I wasn't confident um, so we fast forward and we move again from where we were originally out to um, San Diego and so in San Diego I was 200 pounds and so I believe my husband left uh, to go to work again a work trip again for quite some time and I decided that I had had enough with the weight that I was sitting at I was done like I was just done feeling depressed and and sad for myself and and I kid you not when I was depressed or when I go through my anxiety phases like I said before I tend to eat bad oh do I eat bad um, and so when I was going through that phase I would go through two no not two boxes I would go through one box of little Debbie Browning um, boxes a night I would go through those in one night and I think there's like six to twelve brownies in there not 12 that's like exaggerating I want to say like like six of them there's probably six of them um, in there or if not eight and I would eat all of those um, in one sitting before bed I would eat them every night and fun fact by the way I just now found out I was today years old when I found out that those brownies have 42 grams of sugar in each one of them uh no wonder I gained all that weight back um so so yeah so after those little Debbie brownies I would always feel like crap um I would always feel insecure about myself we would be around other couples and everybody else was skinny thin and I was just this chunky person that that I could not believe and and I was at 200 pounds. I was my short size. I want to say I was at an 18, size 18. Um, and I was shopping in the plus size area. And I'm not saying that it's bad to shop in the plus size area. But for me, it was not good. Because for my mental health, my mental health was declining because I was gaining weight. Um, and it wasn't a good reason. It wasn't for a good reason why I was gaining weight. It was just because that I was lonely and I was sad and, and I needed to change that. And so I did. I changed it. I, as soon as my husband left, I started to um, look at Pinterest for motivational quotes um, to motivate myself. And so I started on my journey. Excuse me. I would go and I would um, take my daughter out to this trail by the library that they had over there where we used to live. I would take my daughter, I would put her in her stroller, um, I would take our dog, and at first I started walking um, because I always wanted to run. I always wanted to be a runner, but I'm I'm not good at it um, because it's hard. Running is hard. Running is a commitment that you have to make every day, and if you're mental, if you're mindset is not there to commit then you're not going to be good at running um, and so I decided that I wanted to walk every day um, and I believe I didn't have a Fitbit yet or any sort of fitness watch yet um, 
because I didn't purchase one yet. Um, so I didn't have any sort of fitness watch yet. And so I downloaded the Nike app on my phone. So when I would run, I would place it on the stroller and it would track how much miles that I did. Um, and so that's what I started to do. So I started to walk and I would walk one mile. Or I think that whole thing is like two, three miles. So I would walk the full way um, and so I would do it once a day I believe is what I started out with so I started once a day and then I would look up on Pinterest how to do eating um, or meal plans meal preps and I hate meal prepping I hate bland chicken I'm very picky eater so I just did research of what I could do so for lunch instead of eating sandwiches I had salads instead of having like the sugar cereal I think I I can't remember I think I had like Nutri-Grain bars for for breakfast which is not good by the way now that I'm later on in my journey um, that that's not good just to have that so I would test out different things of what made me gain weight what made me lose weight and so then um after I started walking, getting my eating together, and I would have one cheat meal, and then when I would go to the cheat meal, normally it's Panda because we love Panda. Um, when I would do the cheat meal, I would get a bowl with brown rice and then broccoli beef um, is what would be my cheat meal. And so as I kept you know, going through my journey, sure it wasn't perfect, and I would get... Um, I would get tired and overwhelmed with everything else, um, but I still pushed through. I pushed through, and so then slowly but surely, I started to gradually start to run, um, and so I told myself that my goal was going to be to try to at least run three miles before we had moved from San Diego or before my husband came back um, because I wanted to look thin not thin I wanted to look good for my husband because um, if in my mindset I thought if I felt good and I looked good then therefore my husband would be impressed um, he would be you know you look good babe you you look great um, and so I thought that that would in turn find I could find happiness in that and so um, with that I started to run and I kept going and I kept eating and so my pounds started to drop I went from 200 um, and I would slowly go down not like I lost like 20 pounds in one week no no I wish it was that easy but no I lost the pounds slowly but surely so I lost like you know five pounds and then five more pounds and so on and so forth um, but I was still struggling with my anxiety because I wasn't thin enough I wasn't the 140 that I wanted to be but the exercising part of it helps my anxiety it helps me forget for one moment that when I was running that I was doing something for myself um, it let me forget for one moment but when I would go back home and have to deal with all the chaos about my daughter always being sick or my dog always doing something um, it was overwhelming to me it was so stressful and then on top of that my husband was gone you know it and it does that to a person it can screw with your mindset when your significant other is gone and you're dealing with this parenting on your own and you're 
you know, raising a dog um, as well. And so therefore, that's when I would get overwhelmed. I would get so stressed out. My sleep would suck. My daughter would get up at six in the morning because she was still a baby. Um, she was like one or two. And it would suck. And I was so antisocial because I was so unhappy with myself. I was unhappy with myself. I was unhappy with my situation. Um, and so as my time went on, I still was so unhappy with myself. Um, I was losing the weight. I was feeling great. But again, I was still unhappy and I could not figure out why. Why did I continue to have these thoughts um, of the loss of hope and the loss of this? And as I mentioned in the podcast before, that during that time, I would be quitting school every so often. So I was trying to find a purpose for myself. And I felt like there was this big hole missing. Like, what is my purpose? Why do I want to lose weight? What is... Why do I keep feeling like this? Like, what is what is wrong with me? Um, and then I started to feel like I was broken. And I know that's, that's like a strong word to say, like broken, because you correlate it with like, oh my God, something's wrong with her. But it's, it's, it's okay to say that something's wrong with you, that you're broken, that, that you're not okay. Um, it's the first step to admitting something is admitting that you're not okay, admitting that you need some sort that you need some sort of help um and i'm gonna tell you this right now that when you talk to people about the situation or your feelings or whatever no one will ever understand um where you're coming from because they'll look at you like okay i want to help but i don't know what your thought process is and for me, the way the way that my anxiety works is that I'll start to go on a tangent. My thoughts will go a million miles per hour. I'll start to freak out, um, and then I'll start to get sad. I'll get frustrated, and so when I go and try to talk to my husband, um, he at first he did not understand. Um, he thought. Not that he thought that I was making it up, but he just did he could not put himself in my shoes for the situation because he didn't he just thought that I was stressing out for no reason um and so yes, that may be that I do stress out for no reason, and yes, I get overwhelmed for the smallest things, but it's because of my anxiety, and yes, my anxiety is to blame um and as well as my the negative thoughts and all that stuff um but no one will no one's going to understand what you're going through but it's still good to talk to somebody um and so the first step that i did was um and i know that i'm all over the place with this podcast but it, i'm just going based on my thoughts and and what my knowledge is towards this subject um so the first step that i took in order to recover from the situation or learn how to live from this was I went to the doctor um I went to the doctor because I was experiencing um a lot of fatigue like I was always so tired um and I thought it was something wrong with my thyroid um and so 
I was just like, oh, okay, something's wrong with me. I'm always so sad. Um, and in this time, I had my birth control in my arm, and I thought maybe this is the reason why I'm always so sad and I'm depressed and I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, so I went to the doctor. He checked all my levels. I'm fine. I'm healthy. Um, on the contrary, so. I'm fine and he told me you know what you need to see a specialist so that way you can talk to them um, to deal with your anxiety because you have been dealing with this for so long um, and to me I feel like it is just something that you deal with and you suck it up because um, in this day and age nobody wants to seem weak nobody wants to seem like something's wrong with them they want to be perfect they want to be great um, they want to move further in their life um, but we're all not perfect and something something always happens in one way or another so we should just deal with it um, so I got referred to the psychiatrist um, or therapist or whoever um, you want to call her I got um, referred to her so when I did get referred to her uh, I think I got referred to her like I want to say it's been like three plus months even six months that I got referred to her um, and I made my first appointment and what I do is in my brain when I have an episode um, of my anxiety and my depressed you know like my sadness my frustration I'm like okay there's something wrong with me I need help so I call her I make an appointment and then later on when I get over it and I'm back to being normal then I'm like oh I'm fine I'm fine nothing is wrong with me I am good I am just being I'm just being annoying I need to just work out and move on and push forward I am fine I am perfectly fine um, and I'll go through these fluctuations every little while um, and then I was um, I was scheduling an appointment with her canceling it you know so on and so forth you get the gist of it so finally one day um, one day most very recently um, about I want to say like two three weeks ago I had another episode and it's because I'm always home the job application thing that's what started it and so I finally told my husband you know what I need to make an appointment there is something seriously wrong with me um, and I need help <laughs> I need someone to talk to I need to figure out what I can do to do to live with this you know because I just I'm done I'm done I'm really done with this and so I finally go I was so nervous I was so very nervous I felt like I was going through um, a job application <laughs> or not a job application sorry a job interview I felt like I was going to a job interview um, I was so nervous so I get into her office and she kind of like basically um, evaluates like what I said on my little uh, questionnaire and she summed it up to yes I have anxiety no I don't have depression it's just my waves of anxiety that causes my motion to my emotions to fluctuate um, but when I was talking to her I was I was really nervous so I wasn't telling her fully what I wanted to tell her um, she would give me advice on what to do how to handle it um, where to start 
and telling me that it's okay to be who I am, but this is how I can fix it, or this is how I can cope with it. But in my brain, as I was telling her, I wanted to shout and say, there's something wrong. You're not understanding me. I want to tell you that there is something wrong with me, and I don't know what it is. But I just couldn't get it out. I was so nervous. I didn't want her to judge me because I don't know her. Um, And yes, I know that's what she gets paid for, to not judge me for me to feel safe. But I was just all over the place. So finally, towards the end, when when we were going to end our session, I finally came out to her and I said, look, um, I'm having trouble finding, differentiating myself between myself as a mom and myself as a wife and myself as a person. Um, And I started to get really emotional because it's very hard for me to say that out loud because I told her that my husband said that I'm not happy um, and I, and she asked me well is that true and automatically that was a trigger for me I was like ready to ball my eyes out and I was trying so hard to get the words out um, and in that moment I finally realized that no I am not happy but But there is always a but. For me, I am happy with my life, with my husband and my daughter. Yes, I'm happy in that aspect. But for myself, as I repeat and I reiterate in every podcast that I will ever record, is no, I'm not happy within myself, which is why I'm a work in progress, which is why you're a work in progress, which is why we're all works in progress, because... I am not satisfied with my own life. Um, And I told her it's because I cannot figure out how to be me, how to figure out what I like, what makes me happy, not what makes me happy as a mom, that my kid does things that make me happy, what makes me happy as a wife. I want to see what makes me happy as a mom. And so that's what gets my anxiety started is because of happiness my happiness and so in turn it also correlates to my purpose which is all the things we've already covered in last week's podcast is that is the happiness is the purpose I just without those I feel lost Um, because again and the reason of this podcast is I'm not just a mom. I'm not just a wife. I am human. I am a person. And I require things for myself and not those for others. So my gist of everything, moms out there, is that you are a person. And yes, you're going to have emotions. Yes, your anxiety is going to get the best of you on these days. Um, And yes, I want to say you should fight it. But figure out, you know, this is where it gets tough. In in this point in time, this is where this journey gets tough. Because this is where you need to be honest with yourself. You need to look at yourself. You need to look at your life. And you need to say, am I happy with myself? Is whatever your name is, like let's use me for example. Am I, Elizabeth, happy with myself? Am I content with myself? Am I content 
where I am at in this point in time. And that's when you're gonna you're gonna open a whole can of worms, sister. You are going to open a can of worms that you wish you could reclose or rebandage that wound that you have been hiding and pushing back in your life. And yes, it's going to get emotional. Yes, it's going to get emotional, but I need you to cry. I need you to freaking cry it out because you need to figure out what makes you happy. Um, as a person, not as a mom, not as a wife. And that is the reason why you're feeling overwhelmed because you have not figured out what your purpose is. You haven't figured out what makes you happy. And that's what causes your emotion to go all over the place. That's what causes you to be sad on those days, to feel like you're trapped, to feel like you're alone in this life, but you're not. You are not alone in this life. You have me, you have your family who adores you, who loves you, and you have those little tiny humans living with you in your house. Because without them, then you would have no purpose. I'm sorry, but it's truth. The truth shall set us all free. Because as a mom, we know that a part of our purpose are our little tiny baby babies babies more than one whatever those are our partly our purpose one of our we have many purposes purpose is our babies as far as being a mom purpose is our husband as far as being a wife or whatever other purpose you have as being a wife um and then there's the purpose of you as you you as a person because remember you were once a person or once you before little Johnny, little Sally came along before your significant other or your spouse came along. And so I want you to write it down. What makes you happy? What is your purpose? And I know that I said this in the last podcast, but as soon as you find out what makes you happy, you will open a roadmap of happiness of where you are going to go next, where your heart and soul wants to be at besides being a mom and a wife. Um, And yes, this podcast was all over the place. It was very much all over the place, but I don't apologize. I'm unapologetic about this topic because I have a passion for it because This is what I've been keeping in the dark for so long. And I want you all to know this. And I want you all to relate to this. Um, And so I wanted to say something um, as far as our children wise. Um, I wanted to say, I wanted to add real quick that before I end off on the challenge that mamas, do you ever look at your child and think how somehow you raised this amazing wonderful child like seriously you raised this fierce independent child when i look at my daughter i think to myself how awesome she'll be at whatever she decides to be when she grows up excuse me sometimes i feel like i'm always leading her down the wrong path but when she slips up and says mama I want to be a mama just like you when I grow up. That's when I move forward with gratitude. That all my pushing forward through these bad days were for nothing. And I feel like I'm going to cry because I'm so emotional about this. Because it makes me so happy. Um, 
when she says these things because it feels like even though that I'm broken, that I feel like there's something wrong with me, that she is the reason that I keep pushing forward to figure out what makes me happy, you know? Woo! I didn't think I was going to cry in these podcasts. Um, But, you know, this is an example of what I've been keeping to myself, you know? Um, And that's why I make these podcasts, so we can be real, real as can be, you know? Because I know that you feel like there's something wrong with you, and I feel the same way. Um, Woo! Okay. Get your life together. Um, and so, I want you to know, in fact, Mama, that we are doing everything in life right, even when we feel like we aren't. Um, so, I know that this podcast was, wow, realistic, <laughs> right? Realistic. Um, it was, it was deep. It wasn't dark, but it was deep. So, with the challenge, um... I'll leave you with the challenge because I've been speaking for a long time and I can keep going on um, for as long as that my heart can pour out to you guys. Um, But my challenge is that I want you guys to start, I want you guys to start figuring out what makes you emotional because once you start figuring that out, then you start digging in deep. Open those cans of worms. Figure out what's going to make you happy as a mom. As, no, correction, sorry. What's going to make you happy as you, the person listening to this podcast? What is going to make you happy? And I want you to affirm to yourself as well with the affirmations. I want you to get dirty and I want you to pull out the ugly in this situation and I want you to do it all. I want you to work at it little by little. Even if you are in some days feel like crap and you can't get out of bed, I want you to get out of bed for your purpose and I want you to find your happiness. Um, and, and it's not going to be easy. It's still not going to be easy even as you go day by day. But I want you to go through all the challenges that I've given you so far, including this one. Just do it. Look at your children. Know that they look up to you and they're so lucky to have you. And you need to keep fighting for them. You need to keep fighting for everybody, including yourself, because I'm here for you. And I love you. And you have all of our support. And you are amazing. And you're amazing and you're going to rock today. Um, So push forward today. Rock today. Kill it. Because you can do it. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, I'll see you in the next one.